Hey everybody, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast And I just want to say thank you to all my listeners And before anything happens, please like, subscribe, leave a 5 star review Show some love for your boy out here I appreciate everything, let's get into the show Hey everybody, I would like to thank StereotypeCo.com for officially sponsoring the podcast and looking out for your boy Chase. And I want to thank them for making awesome clothing, making great content, blogs, conducting awesome interviews. It's a really great platform and I would love it if the Chase Talks Hip Hop family could extend an arm and meet up and please, please support StereotypeCo.com. The reason I support them so heavy is because they support me heavy and i appreciate everything that they do to look out for me i love the clothing i love uh, what dave noodles has done to build the company it's really something i can stand behind and i think it's something you should check out so please if you're tired of me talking about it click the link below and check out stereotypeco.com for awesome awesome content and awesome awesome merch thank you Okay, people, thank you for listening. I just want to give a shout-out to Bree Bandit for coming on the show. He's a really good dude. We had the chance to cover a few topics. We cracked into a little bit of Portland, Oregon history. Um, it, it was overall a really good time. I feel like we uh, we didn't fucking slouch. We just got to the point of it. And uh, Bree's a great dude. His album, Chicken Parm, is dropping uh, next month, I believe. I'm going to do a breakdown with him when it comes out. So uh, I'm looking forward to everything popping off. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you on the flip side. All righty, can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Can you? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show and uh, feel free to introduce yourself and uh, let the people know where you're from and uh, what you're working on. Word. Uh, I'm the Bree Bandit, uh, first and foremost. Uh, I'm initially from Boston, but I live in Portland right now. Um, I'm part of a uh, a collective of hip hop artists called Rosie Records. Um and right now, I'm uh, about to drop my first real video uh, about it, which was shot by Tone Deaf Media. And it's going to be hot. It's pretty uh, aggressive. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So and, um, I'm excited to drop it. No, I'm, I'm excited to hear it, man, because, um, you know, it's interesting because <clears throat> a similar thing is um, I, I've, uh, I'm very familiar with the Portland scene. And I'm happy to kick off the year with my first podcast being someone from that scene because I'm I'm originally from Oregon, and um you know I lived in Salem and uh, when I would perform in Portland I would have to drive an hour up, and uh, I know I love Portland I've probably been there like so many times I I, I can't even I would even like four hands to count but basically um you know I I really love the artistry of Portland and I want to ask you too like coming from Boston. You know, because um, I'm I got family from the East Coast as well. I'm familiar with that area. What do you feel like um, like as far as as far as artistically, like the difference between Boston and Portland? Um, I think that in general you'll find like 
uh, and, and you may know this, like East Coast people are a bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like then, I'm not going to say all of the West Coast, but I'm going to say a lot of, uh, a type of Portlander that lives here, because uh, there's definitely different different demographics. But I just feel like as far as the music coming out, I feel like a lot of the music isn't isn't dark. You know, I just remember growing up on the East Coast, a lot of the records were really dark. Like, they had to do with, like, street stuff, or they were just aggressive, I guess, musically is just the way to put it. It's it's just different. So, I mean, I haven't really lost that sort of sound, and uh, I think that's what kind of makes me stand out as an artist out here. Well, and that's really interesting, because, like, Portland is, it, it, like, has all the elements, like, to... It's kind of a dark city. I mean, anyone who uh, who knows about Portland or has been there, it's, there's definitely um, a glooming, a gloomy look to it, a lot of cloudiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's interesting how the the music doesn't always reflect that. And I feel like maybe out in the West Coast, like the music might be more so like a form of okay, we need some escapism. While on the East Coast, it's like we're going to basically document everything going on and not to say the west coast wouldn't do that but it's i i get where you're coming from because um there are plenty of rappers i i really fuck with out of portland but it's interesting how maybe the sound doesn't exactly match the weather if you know what i mean it's interesting i think it's really i i think you put it like a bit more perfectly than i did uh <laughs> to be honest no, I like, I like, I like i like it i like it um yeah i think that this element of escapism i think it's an element of, of wanting better days, you know, manifesting that, I guess, maybe through through music. So I don't hate it. It's just, it's different than what I do. And that's what I've noticed primarily. Um, but there's, I mean, there's so much talent out here. Um, it's just that I think the bigger, the bigger issue is that we're not recognized on a grander scale on the West Coast as maybe artists from the underground in Cali. No, you're you're fucking right. I I completely agree. I think that the, I always I always like think about it like this. I feel like a lot of the mental or uh, a lot of the the allocation of attention when it comes to music in Oregon in general is it, it kind of goes to the metal scene. I feel like Oregon's metal scene is where a lot of that um, attention goes, whereas like the rap scene, it's there. Not to say it isn't. It's fucking there. But oh, yeah. it really is it's it's building up. It's like I feel like Portland's hip hop scene is where kind of um the California's hip hop scene, Los Angeles was at before they really hit it off. Because I, I think Portland is starting to become more known in that cultural air in that in that cultural lens, but it's it's definitely strange because I feel like at times, like me being an Oregonian, I have a chip on my shoulder. Because I always feel like in the hip-hop world, Portland is loved in a lot of ways, but it's also, it's just not acknowledged. Like, it's like that one homie that's really cool, but for some reason, like, he he's not exactly always invited to the party, but he's always cool. And, like, people 100%. fuck with him. It's weird, right? It is weird. I think it's, it could also be owed to the fact that, uh, you know, uh, hip-hop is a, is a, is black culture. You know, oh, yeah. no matter how, how way, any way you want to spin it, it's black culture. And Portland is a city that ha- has faced a lot of racism, you know, and um, it's a 75% white city. So I think that 
when outsiders view Portland, they don't see the culture. But there's there's a lot of, you know, great black icons out here that, you know, in the future could be looked at as like a Nipsey hustle. Like, for example, I don't know if you're familiar with Swiggle Mandela. But I'm not familiar with Swiggle, no. He's a big figure. And I think that in time, he might be viewed on a grand scale as kind of like one of the the global fathers of Portland. I, I could totally, I I could totally respect that. Yeah, because that's one thing I I always uh I always feel like Oregon we've never been really good about explaining our history because I remember just over these years I really dug deep into Oregon history and it was a state that wanted to be a separatist state and and it really bothered me that in all my years in school they never exposed us to this information because. Yes, they would teach us about civil rights on the federal scale, but I really felt like the attention to detail should always that they should also fall on to the place you live because we got to know like like for instance Vanport uh, that that that's such a crazy historical situation um, that involved a lot of uh, African Americans getting killed because they weren't warned about oncoming floods uh, because they just fucking they didn't care. And there, there's a lot of horrible shit that is kind of swept under the rug with Oregon as far as racism because, you know, I, I'll talk to people and, like, they'll just kind of think Portland is Ugg Boots and, or, uh, you know, Stumptown Coffee, but it's like there's a lot of shit down there and there, there is a lot of prejudice. I mean, I've fucking seen it and I, I'm glad that you, uh, you definitely talk about that and everything. I kind of had a feeling the conversation would fall into it because, it's hard for me not to talk about Salem, Oregon, Portland without addressing that that shitty side because it's so fucking prevalent. It is. It is. And I think that the reason it's not talked about so much in Portland is I think because with with a certain type of like liberal people, they pretend that they're on the side of change and such, but they really don't give a shit. And that's like a lot of, of kind of like downtown area of Portland. You know, they say they're they're all for Black Lives Matter and they're all for, you know, changing these sort of things, but they they don't really do anything. They 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 do fall into the category of the Stumptown's coffee. You know what I mean? Like the Portlandia uh, uh I guess. I like you no, know. no, you're exactly right. Portlandia is the best way. That show is actually on point with some things. I'm not gonna front. For real, for real. So it's like there's a lot of fake wokeness going on in Portland, and there's just like definitely um, people don't see us as kind of like a global factor as far as hip hop because no, no, of that misconception. No, and and I I completely agree. It's it's one of those things where I think the hip hop community, the broader hip hop community uh, in Portland, I, I I think that we if we were on more of a platform we could explain that because it's 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 weird. I feel like Portland needs to be shaken up more like New York. I, I do I do get what you mean because I remember too, one of my last times I visited Portland before moving to Los Angeles, I was uh I, I was uh, with my girlfriend down there and we were just talking to shit and uh we saw like we we saw like these like uh like basic type white girls with um like the with these Black Lives Matters signs, all that stuff, and, and they're walking through, but it's interesting because, like, you can, you can just kind of read off the energy 
that it's like it's bullshit. They're just doing that to do it. It's not the intent. And and the thing is, I I stand behind people protesting. I've I've done it. I agree. It's it's the right thing to do. But when I see like this lone person down the street doing it, and they just seem discontent and it, it's empty. I don't know. It really just puts on a pedestal of the the fake wokeness where people want to appear like they care, appear like they're a good person versus being a good person because that's too much energy. 100%. 100% too much work. Dude. No, it's it's real, man. Like, that's – I don't know. It's it's crazy, too, because um, I'm, I'm from Salem, and I, I don't know if you've been there, but it's such a – Couple times. Yeah. A, a couple of times, then you know that it's really not shit. Like it's, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know it's not shit as as far as the city goes. And I was born there, and like growing up in that small microcosm, it, it really uh, just pushes you to to want to get get outside your box. But back to what you were saying though, um, like knowing how inundated you are within the Portland hip hop scene, like do you do you foresee like at some point maybe in a couple of years? They're kind of being like a new explosion as far as uh, artists blowing up. I mean, of course. I mean, I wouldn't even say within the next couple of years. I think that um, if, the, if, if there's a lot of artists who have the talent, they have the fan base, and they're at a, a point where they're getting their business right. And I think that for them personally, that's what's going to take them like out of Portland. I think there's a ton of names that would fit that bill, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, Soul Luna makes great music, Scooter Rogers, Kay Wayne, um, and Togo Mandela, who I, who I mentioned before, Mike Capes. Um, I think that Mike Capes had an album earlier this year that I think, I don't know exactly what place on Billboard it was, but it did make a Billboard placing. I'm familiar you know with I mean? Mike Capes. He's a, he's a good yeah. fucking dude. I think I've uh, I've interacted with him a little bit. No, and that and that right there, like what you said, it's like that's that to me is fucking dope because I it's it's I'm always rooting for Portland. I'm always rooting for my home state just to fucking come up. That's that's always how I feel. Right. Well, that's awesome. And, yeah, and and to like do you where do you draw your inspiration from because i know i've been talking about regional stuff i i, I always go over that uh you know you being from boston etc but i want to yeah. ask you you know inspiration doesn't really have a region or, or a fucking name sometimes i just want to ask you what what do you draw your inspiration from uh for me personally i make a very big point to draw off my life because i think in hip hop now uh, people can just get away with saying anything. Like, and that's not the worst thing. I mean, of course, like, you know, creativity doesn't have to be based in reality. But, you know, for me personally, with my words, I like them to, number one, be taken serious, but also I like it to just be a reflection of either what I'm going through. So um, I think, like, talking regionally, I had a single that came out earlier this year, Junkies. Uh, with two of my um, collective mates, King Tay and Kay Wayne. And that definitely drew inspiration from downtown Portland, just hanging out in downtown Portland and just the optic of what you see. You see a lot of junkies. Um, but other stuff like uh, my song, I have a song called Stay True uh, that deals a lot of you know addiction issues I faced in the past. 
So I guess I, if I were to really just sum it up, like feelings and, and just shit I'm going through and putting it in a song, I think, you know, if that makes sense, uh, that's where I draw my shit. It's just, you know, stuff going on in my life. No, that's, that's beautifully put because you're giving a raw, authentic experience. You're not trying to pretend to be anybody else. And I think that's where a lot of the greatest music comes from. I mean, what you just said, it kind of reminds me, I always use him as an example, but the great DMX, I mean, that man drew from his authentic pain and his authentic uh, just everything. Yeah, he like he bled out on a, on a record, you know what I mean? Every record, he just bled out, you know, his emotions, essentially. So, yeah, I, and I love X. X is one of, of my idols, personally, especially being from the East Coast. Um, oh, dude. I think that that's probably the saddest moment of uh for me, like probably in hip hop, the saddest moment was losing him last year. Like that was a that was like a fucking baseball bat across the face, man. Like when when we lost X, I was like, fuck. <sighs> yeah, that that one for me hit hard because, you know, uh X, far from X was always a dude that just was like he was always in the news for like addiction related uh stuff. And he, you know, since I was like a, a young, so it's just like, you know, he, you'd always think he would bounce back. And then, you know, this time, of course, he did not bounce back. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, the horrors of it. it's the horrors of it, man. And, and too, for you to open up about your past addiction, I just want to commend you for that because that's very brave, man. It's addiction is uh, something that I, I think anyone is susceptible to. I think everyone has an addiction and I think a, a, damn near anything could be addictive. But I want to ask you, you know, like through, through that, through that struggle in your past, how do you feel like it's, it's made you stronger? Um, I think it's, it's in, in the, in the healing of it, because I'm still kind of, you know, I still, I'll st- probably struggle with that sort of stuff the rest of my life. Um, but I think that, you know, when you start healing, you start assessing the reasons as to why you go down, um, some of these roads. And I think that that knowledge is very powerful. And, um, so I think, I think if that answers your question, I don't know if it does, but, um, no, I, I, no, I, no, it's, it's really like. It's always a tough thing because yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, it, it's it's something that that you're gonna live with. But I I just want to like you know uh, tip my hat to you and uh, just pay respect because I, I I've uh you know I've been around a lot of people close family members who have dealt with addiction. And I think that addiction up until recently there has been a lot more light shed on it. But years oh, ago, man. Yeah. There, there, no, there was no fucking sympathy, empathy uh, towards it. And that's why it's like, I, it, it was disgusting because even through maybe like times in my life, maybe I've, I've seen addiction uh, in kind of like a one dimensional way. And then, and then when you learn and you break past that and you see that shit, you know what I mean? I got some issues with this and that, like you have that perspective or if you go through something, it changes everything. And like, it's, I don't know. There's a song by Nas called "The World's an Addiction," and that 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 song I love it because it's it's the truest one of the truest things ever said. Because 
I feel like at points, like the the madness of life, it's it's almost like, damn, it's like, do you want me to take something like to to deal with it? it it's it's to deal, crazy. Yeah, to numb it out. Yeah, for real. It's, it, it's powerful, and 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 too, like just musicians in general. It's like like we we really like kind of um, it's like we're kind of like the only people that understand each other. I don't know how to put it, you know. I mean, I get that. I 100% get that. You know, I think that musicians and artists are the only, I think musicians and uh, just artists in general and and people in crime, whether it be drug dealers or other things, they're the only people that really get to see all sides of life, every single class. If, uh, so I think that they have an understanding of suffering in ways that other people do not. True, and, and, and like to express it. You know, that's the other thing, like being able to express it. It's it's a powerful thing. And, um, you know, in you doing your music, like have there been like, I know like at times in my life where I've been working on a, a song and I've just scrapped the song because I personally felt oh, like yeah. the, the feeling wasn't there. You I've made some trash, that. dude. I've made garbage. Um I've made some garbage records that I'm glad have never seen the light of day. Um, I made a, there's a song called Hose Come Easy. Uh, I don't know who it's by, but I did a remix of that shit. And I don't know, it just did not come out well. So I just disregarded it. But I think there's been other records that, um, well, I'm coming out with a, a my debut album, Chicken Parms, and I had to scratch a couple of records just because I felt like they were too much. I felt like they were too aggressive. And, uh, you know, at some point when you come out, especially with the the standard I hold myself to, it's like if I come out with records, I'm going to have to stand on everything I say. You know, so I've definitely had to stop myself from releasing some, you know, lethal bars, I guess. Oh yeah, I know from uh, from unloading the clip, so to speak. I feel you. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, and luckily I have a supportive team that, like, you know, is is there for me for that guidance if I need that. And and too with your debut album, I I I think the debut album is probably the most exciting thing. I, I it's one of the most exciting things I think for an artist because it's like. You know, there's this saying, like, uh, your first album, you take a whole life to make, and then your second album, you got two or three years, maybe. And <laughs> I, I really, uh, I, that's why I'm always, like, super um, psyched, because I, I think that the your story is, is going to translate well. And no matter what, even if you're not making a conceptual project, I always feel like that there's a concept of, uh, of something about you or uh, the artist. And two, I want to ask you with this project, um, how did how did you start working on it? Just tell me about how you started the project, and and how you knew you had something. Um, well, I initially wasn't wasn't making music in Portland. I was going to shows, um, basically like taking pictures and filming, and doing shit like that. And then I would post it on this little Instagram page I made, Make Noise PDX. And um, I was just, that's how I got to know rappers. Like, I just, I moved to a new city. I was starting life over in a way. And that's just what I was doing. And then um, I got, I got dissed 
essentially. And then I made a song called Chicken Parm. It was the first song I made, just as kind of a response. Um, and then once I, I played that for people I was, like, taking pictures of, these were people that I looked at as stars, started saying to me, that shit is, like, fucking scathing, you know? That I don't know if I could I cut. Oh, yeah, or, dude, go crazy. Yeah, no, believe me. Right, so I was like, like, they were like, this shit is so good. So I was like, I, I need to possibly look into this. Um, and then I decided from there um, I was going to make a record and it was going to come out um, through Rosie Records. So. Shit, man. Nah, that's powerful. Yeah. And, and so how did you connect with uh, Rosie Records? I used to... I used to do videos too and I did a video for Kay Wayne um, who's a really great artist out of PDX he's got an album coming out I'm, Concrete I think and I'm Rose. familiar with him too Kay Wayne right yes he's dope he's dope um, and I shot two videos uh, one that he was featured in called Do Not Disturb uh, with my guy Draco and then Halftime with uh, Jack the Kid and then I had that relationship was already there um, and he recorded my first song that I ever recorded. So it just kind of made sense. Those are, have always been really good dudes to me, so it made sense to build with them. That's beautiful, man. And, and you know, with this being, like, your your first project, like, are, are there certain songs that you definitely hold dear? Like, oh, this song speaks. Like, this song, like, if you could pick a song on your album that you feel like is a... Maybe not self-defining, but uh, maybe uh, just self, um, I don't know, self-enlightening or explanatory of just who you are. Um, I would say, I mean, I'd say there's two in, in definitely different ways. I'd say my latest single about it um, is really just kind of a, an underdog's anthem, you know, and I've always felt like an underdog and... You know, I've always been the personality that I'm, I've never been like a bully, but it's just like if if you come at me, there's going to be a response sort of thing, you know? Um, yeah, I know. I think that's been a, a defining thing in my life in a lot of situations I've ran into. So I think having a record that's basically kind of about that, um, I think that's definitely a good depiction of who I am. Um, other than that, I think Stay True with Kay Wayne, uh, simply because when that was written, um, I honestly felt very detached from the Portland hip-hop scene. And at the time, I had a, a partner going through a severe mental health crisis, so I felt very alone. And, and um, you know, Kay Wayne did this record with me, and it was basically just about support, like we support each other. And uh, I think just that moment was special. So, therefore, yeah, I think that record is definitely a defining record for me. It's beautiful. And that that right there, just support, like that's the word I like where I, I feel like to in regional scenes, like in any city, I feel like it can either, it either goes like artists lifting them, lifting each other up or eating each other up. I think that's how it can go where yeah. it's it's a healthy competition where we where we're building each other or it can be a toxic competition where we're just just trying to, you know, fuck things up. And I and I, I think that the reality is, man, by you guys doing that, what you're saying is we can get money together, 
We can eat together, work together, and we can, you know, just build our fucking shit together. I think that is a healthier mindset, more communal mindset than just trying to, like, siphon all the gasoline can. Like, I I, am, I just want to commend you for that. And Thank you. And, and I'm not yeah. perfect at it because I, I feel like I still struggle with that. Like, there's a part of myself that and, and just as a man you got to be accountable and you got to keep that that beast in check is really just like you know i i think it's it's normal to be competitive as men but i think that there's a, a level of unneededness especially in music so I, I i've been guilty of actually you know the opposite of the whole support thing before but i think that yeah support is is the way to go when it comes to local music Oh, for sure. And and to have the foresight, though, to make the adjustment, I mean, the, the hindsight to, to make the adjustment, though, like, that's that's the importance because, like, like yeah, because, I mean, I've been guilty of the same thing. Like, I've, uh, you know what I mean? I've definitely, like, uh, had issues with uh, certain uh, local people that I've made known. But it, for me, like, I, I've always definitely come from, come from the mindset of respect where, you know, I never felt like um, – you know, I fuck with the the Portland hip hop scene. I performed down there numerous times. Um, I've met great people, but I, I think for me, like, I never was in Portland enough. I didn't live there, so I, me being in Salem, having to drive up an hour just for a show, I I wouldn't say I was inundated into the Portland community as much. But I I think that the stitching of it is very strong. It's very powerful. I agree. I'd have to agree. Very true. And very good. So, as far as the sounds on your album, uh, how how uh, are you producing it? Are, are you um, making all of the instrumentation behind it, or are you working with certain producers? Oh, absolutely not. I I'm not. I can't produce at all. I can't do any of that shit. Um, but you know, I've been working a lot with Purple Matter. Um, his name's Nick Elliott. He's he's dope. Um, he rec- he has a, a business called The Spacement. It's a dope studio. Um, he's honestly been responsible for mixing and mastering most of my tracks and making them sound fresh and just raw. He just he knows how to make my voice and what I'm trying to do just sound perfect. But as far as like beats and shit like that, um, I've I've been working with different producers. My uh, my song "Stay True" was produced by uh, Sir Crazy out of Detroit. He's a uh, a producer for Magic Ninja Entertainment, which is like an underground label out there. Um, and then this dude, I think he's out of Germany, is who produced All About It. Or About It, yeah. So just different. Any any sound that really um, sticks out to me is what I'm going to write to. So not one in particular, but um, yeah. No, you're just trying to find what speaks to you. I get it. 100%. I definitely, I will say, I, I kind of go more towards either traditional old school boom bap sounding shit or things with like guitars that aren't, that don't sound like Blink 182. <laughs> like it doesn't that. sound like, like I'm okay. Like I like a nice, like hard, like hard drums and then maybe like the occasional guitar, you know? I like that shit. Oh, dude. Most certainly. Because a guitar. Like, in hip-hop, it's a double-edged sword. It can really up a record, and it can also kind of fuck it up. Yeah. Like, like, it, the thing is, I don't like the new sort of 
I don't want to call them sad boys or whatever, but I think the <laughs> call them whatever just, you want. But but I mean, the way I feel about it is it's kind of like the new shit. It's like you know, so it has to be respected in a sense, but also it's just to me it's corny. It's, it sounds like emo two point I agree, dude. I, I you know it's funny. Uh, what is it? My girlfriend calls them e boys or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. No, it's it, it's definitely interesting because it's you're seeing like I'm not gonna say the the outright maybe like feminization of you know of it, but maybe more so like the the softening. Like I I don't know. Like there's like there are these. I think this is softening. Yeah. Yeah, the softening. That's a better way to put it. Like because um because I will say this, the women out here are the women that I've been noticing coming up are rapping hard as fuck. So that's not in any way a jab. Oh, dude, it's 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 no joke. I would actually say that I've been more so impressed by some of the ladies spitting than than a lot of the dudes, you know. But um, uh, I do see what you mean with like the sad boy rap because it's. it's just such a weird kind of dissection, but I understand why it's there. It's I get why it exists, and I don't hate anyone who likes it, but it's of course. not for me. It's 100% not for me either. But I do respect it, but it's just like, it, it seems trendy. Like when it, Lil Pete, for example, was I feel like the first person to do it, and I felt like it was genuine, and that's what made it cool. But now it's kind of like a bunch of dudes crying about fictional girlfriends they never had over guitar beats. Just so they could get a girlfriend. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, you know. And they shop at Hot Topic, this, that, and the third. That's how I feel about it. Uh, I, I, I see what you mean, because Little Pete was who he was, and I think that a lot of people took that, and they wanted to... I mean... Uh, case in point, Justin Bieber, I think MGK kind of tried to take a little bit of his juice. I think that there are a handful. That. Yeah, no, you know this. Yeah, it's like you notice that shit, and it just kind of makes your skin crawl. Like, ugh. it's cringy, bro. It's cringy. But I think lyrics are coming back in a major way. I mean, let's look at artists like J Cole. Uh, you know, to be Joey Badass. Like they're kind of bringing back the old school sound in a way. I think. Oh yeah, no, for, I, I I couldn't agree more. And plus, I was I recently listened to the the new Russ album, Chomp Two, and I like Russ. Like I wouldn't say I'm like oh like a hundred percent Russ fan, but I was yeah. listening to his uh his new album, and he literally, I I was I made a joke. I'm like he has every dope rapper on it, and all the beats are fire. And I gotta say, you know, like I was damn, I was impressed with how he merged modern sonics with the classic boom bap, and I liked his features. I mean, he was rapping with Gaines, I had a Prince, Jay Electronica, yeah. the list goes on. And 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 you know what, he pulled his weight well. So I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I I I, I agree that lyricism is is coming back because I think that there's a hunger, there's like almost like a spiritual hunger for it. Yeah, and, and, you know, any time in, in history there's been, like, hard shit that goes on, you know, we just, 
I mean, we're still going through it, the whole COVID shit. You know, there's a lot of suffering going on. So anytime in the world there's a whole bunch of suffering going on, there's always kind of a creative outburst right after it. Oh, yeah, so well, I think, definitely. Yeah, I think we will see, like, a lot of lyricists pop up in the next, you know, one or two. Um, I'm excited for it. Hopefully I can be one. So. Oh, dude, I, I, I foresee it, man. And, and you know, with, with your style and everything, I think that you're going to get far because it's really – I mean, I, I say this to anyone who really is themselves. Like, as long as you stick to your guns, you're going to be where you want to be. And and the roadmap, it may not be the map that you drew or the map that you got, but you're you're gonna get there. It's gonna be some you know some some turnarounds. There's gonna be some bumps in the road. Oh yeah. Obstacles. Oh yeah. Like, you're getting there, bro. Like that's what counts. And I appreciate that, man. And and to touch on the whole roadmap thing is it's like what I've learned about this whole shit is it's not a straight line. It really is like all over the place, diagonal setbacks, good days, bad days, sort of situations. And you got to roll with the punches. And that that can be tough sometimes, but if it's in your heart to make music, you know, that's the compass you go by. Very true. No, you got to go by that. And, and too, like, I want to ask you, you know, so the people know, when is your album dropping by chance? So it was dropping in October, but I pushed it back because there was just a bunch of new songs I was working on at the time um, that I think better represented what I wanted to do, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm thinking well, I'm going to push it for like the beginning of next month because I'm almost done with it. It just needs to be polished pretty much. Um, so so I always like this is kind of like how I like usually finalize everything with my guests. If, if you could – give a message uh, to any up-and-coming artists or in, not not just rap or music, but whether it's painting, business, if you could give a piece of advice or motivation to somebody, uh, what would you say? I would say learn your business. Learn about ownership. Um, understand why you're doing what you're doing. Don't act out of character. Um, and you should be fine. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, a lot of people want to be artists, but they don't want to take that risk and get on a bill. And I think if this is something you want to do, uh, it all starts with just the action. No, this is very beautiful and well put. And the album, Chicken Palm, you said is going to be dropping next month? Yes. Dude. Well, I just want to say, man, um, I, I salute you, bro. I appreciate you. And um, when it drops, man, let's do an interview as soon as we can. And uh, I want to – we could do like a track-by-track track breakdown. Um, I've done I'd that with to. a few artists. Dude, yeah, because it's I, – I, I like to do that in-depth stuff and everything because um, I, I really like you. I, you seem like a very genuine dude. And I'm excited to hear your album, man. Uh, to all the people listening right now, uh, please keep your, your ears glued to the streets for when Chicken Palm drops. I'll drop links to your social media as well, everything to, so people can stay up to date. And, um, yeah, bro, I just want to say I, I respect your hustle 100%. And, uh, you know, I'm in your corner. And, man, this is the, it's been a good time shooting the shit with you, man. We talked about a lot of good stuff. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on.
Hell oh, yeah, bro. Right on, man. Well, much oh, yeah. love. And, uh, much love. Salute. And uh, before we go, do you want to let the people know where they can find you on uh, the internet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me at uh, Bree Bandit on IG. I post almost every day. Uh, my music is available on all platforms. Go get about it right now. Uh, it's my latest fucking single. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. All right, brother. Well, hey, man, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, as soon as the album drops, you'll be back on so we can do a breakdown. I'm uh I'm gonna be working working to 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 get my podcast studio set up so we could do like a video kind of like a Zoom podcast eventually, but um hell yeah man I, I, hey thanks thanks for uh, holding up uh, the Portland scene and I look forward to talking to you again my friend. Thank you man let's get popping. Hell yeah thank you brother much love. Much love. Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's all love. Shout out to Bree Bandit once again. Make sure to peep his album, Chicken Parm, when it pops. Shout out to him. Shout out to the whole Portland scene. Uh, thank you to the listeners. Like, subscribe, leave a good review, comment, anything positive. Please throw it my way. I'll throw some your way. Have a great day. Shit, screaming Akbar, Akbar. They got tracks in the actor, actor. Get clue when shots pop off, you turn to a track star. In the nighttime, it's high crime, like nightline. When it comes to that, they've been hiding. So I've been waiting for the right time when I shine the right line. That's headshots like Bin Laden. If I spit rhymes, they dumb fat. In a fist fight, I don't fall back. Got two wars and PDX, like all that. You can't sum me, I'll take out my belt and discipline these rug rats. I aim straight at hubcaps to punish you like a dunce cap. I'm digging graves and burying folks. They change the story to bury the ghost. I do it for the town, I'm giving them hope. Don't sit at my table, I sit with the ghost.
coming, it's just like they lost their vision Drop shit like a pigeon, better play your position I blast back at the last lap, I be running over fences The same ones who scream cap, call cops for protection And say names like it was that guy over there, Officer Jenkins Their whole team is Jonas Brothers, they're not hard, they're cum covered I could be your stepdad by week's end, rock dogging your own mother It's a bandit bitch, there's no other In Portland, I'm a known stunner Hang with CEOs, and at night I hang out with known gunners